This is a legislative update from the American Association of Orthodontists. I'm Pam Paladin, here with Kevin Dillard, AAO's General Counsel. We're going to be talking today about the May 4th vote in the House regarding the American Health Care Act. Kevin, can you give us a, a summary of what uh, what to expect? Yeah, I think what we're going to hear from our legislative council in, in D.C. is that uh, it's a pretty big victory for the AO, at least in the House of Representatives this this past week on, on the 4th. Speaker Paul Ryan, President Trump, got what they wanted, and that was a, a, a clear vote in the House to repeal large portions of the Affordable Care Act that were not advantageous to AO and AO members. A couple of things that they're going to, I think they're going to talk about is the fact that we have a pretty big victory on flexible spending accounts. The, the bill, the American Healthcare Act is what it's called that was passed, eliminates the cap on FSAs, which goes back then to, um, it is only limited by what an employer wants to limit. Most would limit it probably at 5,000 per employee. We also are getting the medical device tax repealed and the uh, Cadillac tax, so to speak, but what's called the Cadillac tax on uh, a tax on employer provided health insurance that exceeds a certain dollar amount per year is being pushed back into the next decade. So I think overall it's very good news for the AO and we're going to be talking to Pari and Kevin about the chances of this bill moving forward in the Senate and eventually being signed into law and the time frame for that. We're pleased to welcome Kevin O'Neill and Pari Modi from the AAO's Legislative Council in Washington, D.C., Arnold and Porter. They are on the go. Uh, you might notice the audio quality isn't quite uh, what you're normally used to, but they have some wonderful information to share with us. And uh, Kevin, please kick us off here. Thank you, Pam. We have Pari Modi and Kevin O'Neill on the phone who are going to talk a little bit about as we mentioned before, what's happened in the House and prospects going forward. Pari, tell us a little bit about the, the American Health Care Act that was passed on the 4th, what it means for the AO, what it means for the delivery of health care insurance in America. Yeah, so, so this is uh, pretty exciting. Um, yesterday on, on Thursday, May 4th, the House passed the American Health Care Act by a vote of 217 to 213. They needed 216 votes to pass, so it was a slim margin, but they got there. Of note, all 193 of the Democrats as expected voted against the bill. Um, also interesting, 20 Republicans did vote against the bill as well. These were mainly more moderate-leaning Republicans who are concerned about the cuts that the American Health Care Act made to Medicaid and also some of the options for states to waive some of the Affordable Care Act consumer protections. So notably, two state group co-chair Charlie Dent and Pat Meehan voted against the bill. Only one member of the more conservative Freedom Caucus, freshman Andy Biggs from Arizona, voted against the bill, but they were still, still managed to pass it. And what this means for the AAO is, as, as we've been updating you through these podcasts and other ways, um, you've heard about how the American Health Care Act has gone through several versions. It was first introduced on March 6th. Over the past several months, House Republican leaders in the White House have been negotiating and finding out, figuring out what the final version of the bill will look like. The take-home is that everything that the AAO has supported for years and that made it into the bill originally is still in there in the House passed version. And if anything, through the amendment process, it's just become stronger. So, for example, one of the primary things in the bill that the 
AO was interested in was eliminating the contribution cap on flexible spending accounts. And through amendments to the American Healthcare Act, the contribution cap will now be eliminated starting in 2017 instead of 2018. The bill also moves up the repeal dates for certain Affordable Care Act taxes, like the medical device tax, to 2017 rather than 2018 as it was in the bill as it was originally introduced. The last thing to point out is that the Cadillac tax originally under the bill was going to be delayed so it wouldn't go into effect until 2025, and now it's pushed back to 2026. So in the House passed version, there's a lot for the AO to be happy about. Moving forward then, it sounds like the AO got pretty much everything it was asking for with regard to FSA's medical device tax and such. The obvious question then is, what are the prospects of passage of the American Health Care Act in the Senate? Hari mentioned some of the political realities in, in the House where you had to sort of uh, navigate uh, Scylla and Charybdis. On one side, you had the uh, House moderates. On the other side, you had the Freedom Caucus, the most conservative members. It was very difficult over the first five months of the year to find a deal that uh, managed to get support from both wings of that. You have some of that same challenge in the 52 Republicans in the Senate. Uh, on one side, you have uh, uh, people who are at the political center. I would put Susan Collins of Maine, Shelley Capito of West Virginia, uh, Rob Portman of Ohio, and probably a few others in that camp. And then you have what would be the Tea Party folks, uh, the House the House Freedom Caucus folks in the Senate. That's really your Mike Lee of Utah, your Rand Paul of Kentucky, your Ted Cruz of Texas, uh, perhaps your Marco Rubio of uh, Florida. It's going to be very difficult to find a deal that, uh, that manages to get their support. In the Senate right now, Republicans probably need to draw all 52 of their members, uh, and then they need to look for some support from Democrats if they want to uh, claim bipartisanship. Uh, there's going to be a very significant challenge in this uh, package as to whether or not the bill can pass on a straight party line vote under what's called budget reconciliation, or if a very obscure Senate procedure called the Byrd Rule actually throws out the ability to use reconciliation and requires 60 votes. If it requires 60 votes, then it will take much longer to get there, and the people that will be in control will be the Susan Collins, the Shelley Capitos, and a handful of Senate Democrats that are willing to engage in conversation, and those tend to be the people who come from states that Donald Trump won and that are heavily red. So Joe Manchin of West Virginia, John Tester of Montana, Heidi Heidkamp of North Dakota, uh, et cetera. Uh, I think it will take several months to get this uh, to the finish line. Uh, probably a best-case scenario, you're looking at late July before Congress goes out for its August recess for six weeks. And probably a middle-case scenario is sometime in September. Uh, Worst-case scenario in terms of it getting passed is probably the end of the year, uh, although that's very difficult to imagine. If they haven't gotten to it by September in the Senate, it's probably difficult to actually get to the finish line. On all of the issues we care about that Pari was talking about just a minute ago, uh, the things where you have made substantial advances in the House bill, a lot of those are not controversial in the Senate, but we will need to continue to have AAO members advocate for that in the Senate to make sure that they aren't left behind. Some of those provisions, like flexible spending accounts, they come with a cost to the Treasury, and the Senate may be more conscious of what the overall bill cost is and look for ways to, to cut that down. So our job is not done. Our victories are not secure, but we have passed probably the 50-yard line as we're driving to the end zone here. 
Many thanks to you, Kevin O'Neill, and your colleague, Pari Modi, at the AAO's Legislative Council in Washington, D.C., Arnold and Porter. Also, many thanks to Kevin Dillard, AAO's General Counsel, as we provide you the legislative update on the American Health Care Act. This is Pam Paladin.